When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is 90 Day Fiancé WTF with me, Nadia, and Lon. How's everybody doing today? Hey, Lon. I didn't know this, but my boyfriend keeps calling me fat. What? Yeah, I don't know why. He keeps calling me fat. Little did I know, it's pretty hot and tempting. Pretty hot and tempting. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, listeners. I was forced to say that. <laughs> My boyfriend was like, you gotta say that line for your opening. It's gold. Like, I saw oh. that on, um, I think Chris Tucker, no? Chris Rock? Somebody, one of them said it in on a movie. I forget what. Really? Pretty hot and tempting. Yeah. Oh my god, I didn't know that. Oh well. Now I know. I I need I need help. <laughs> you know, I I think it's time, uh, me and Koi, for a third <laughs> partner <laughs> in our relationship. Our standards aren't really that high, though. You know, American <laughs> brown girl, not bad breath. <laughs> <laughs> because you guys enjoy kissing. <laughs> Do we want to talk about them first? Because since we're... I think it's a good starting point. Yeah. So, Lon, I don't know about you, but last I checked, I'm not a bisexual. If I were to be a bisexual, right? Correct me if I'm wrong. And and listeners, if any of you happens to be a bisexual, please write to us because we probably need a bit of uh, schooling here. I would imagine as a bisexual... You either choose to be with a man or a woman at one single time, not both. Am I right? I mean, what they're doing is not because she's a bisexual. It's just because they like threesomes. Does that make sense? I think for her, it could be bi. It's 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 most probably bisexuality. If you're bisexual, you're attracted to two or to yeah. both genders but at any given time do you have to be in a relationship with both men and women is what i'm saying so let's let's take a, oh. a example right let's take Kristen stewart right from the twilight franchise right she's currently dating a girl i think she's bisexual but before that she was with robert Pattinson, her co-star in twilight so she's not with robert and a girlfriend at the same time she's just mm. she can choose whether she wants to be with a guy or a girl, but not at the same time. So what I'm getting at is that they're using this bisexual thing as an excuse for a threesome. Why can't they or just for an open or for an open an relationship? Open marriage. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got, I got. I, I know what you're saying. It, it's not so much being attracted to two people. It's right. about having two people at the same time. Yeah. That she's prioritizing. Understood. Okay, yeah. got it. They keep hyping up her being like a bisexual and therefore they need to find another girlfriend. Right. Like, why so can't she just have a We're girl- separating the fact that she can be attracted to both 
um, genders yeah. versus whether she just wants to be a, in a relationship with two people. Yeah. At the same, or ju- at the or same just time. A three, gotcha. Just having a threesome for the sake of having a threesome. Like she wants yeah. to fool around. Then why have a relationship with Tariq? I think there are people. So I've, I think we talked about this at work. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. <laughs> Behind closed doors. Okay. <laughs> we, uh, Nadia and I have had these discussions about polyamorous relationships, you know, and not, not necessarily polygamy, but polyamory, where um, oh, many, many love loves. Right right. right, right. Where I believe it's possible. Okay. I believe you really have to be super open-minded. You have to know your boundaries. And it all, to me at least, stems from the fact that no one person can be your everything. And what I mean by that, it's an unfair expectation when people expect you to be everything. Oh, you're my world. You're this. And when they fall short of that, you start to resent them. So I think it is much more healthier, I believe, for people to admit that the person they're with can't be their everything. And you supplement that with friendships, you know, Mm -hmm. like, okay, well, this person doesn't like my spouse or person, whatever partner doesn't like to go hiking is not very outdoorsy. And that's completely fine, but I'm outdoorsy and I want to go hiking. I have a friend who wants to go hiking. Is my spouse or partner going to stop me from doing that? Like they cannot be everything, right? And I think for some of us, we supplement that with friendships. And I think for some people, they supplement that with intimate relationships. And I think, you know, it is fine if you understand those boundaries. I think they're playing with fire though. I think Tariq knows definitely what he's getting into. I don't think Hazel does. I think Hazel got a taste of it and she got jealous. She was like, "Uh uh-uh. Well, if that's the way she's going to act, then this is not for her. This is not for her. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because that's just what's going to happen. That's what I was thinking too, Lon, is that if you're going to be jealous, then why have this arrangement? I feel like if you want to go with this whole, like, I want to have a boyfriend and a girlfriend at the same time, then you have to get over this whole possessiveness over one person and not let yourself get overwhelmed by envy, you know? Right. And I think that was the problem with her and Minty is that Minty probably showed a little bit more interest towards Tariq and Minty Mm -hmm. not being bisexual, right? Right. What she's doing is now she's implicitly putting a boundary on Tariq now. So let's say it went the other way. Let's say Minty was really into Hazel. Does Tariq then have the right to go, nope, she doesn't love us equally. She loves you more than me. So I don't like it. So is this what we're going to do now? Now you're putting it in a place where, okay, there's an imbalance. You're saying this person can't pay more attention to him. So is it fair then if that person paid more attention to you? That's more fair? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Or do you have to find someone that's just really going to love you equally? Like I don't know if that's <laughs> if that's really a possibility there. I I don't know. And um they're playing with fire. And yeah. I, you know, I think Tariq knows what to expect. I don't know if Hazel necessarily does. But I do like how Tariq said I'm all for this. The only thing I ask is that we keep this away from my daughter. 
but I think eventually she'll have to know unless they are expecting this to be a temporary thing. But once it starts to get serious, it's another thing to consider. How do you explain, how do you explain this? Right. Yeah. It would be tough because it's such a complicated thing to explain to a kid who already has like a learning disability of sorts right i mean she's having trouble and again i we might be going too far with this because this could be a stage thing so it Mm. might not be as serious as it might not even be right (laughs) yeah so like i wouldn't worry but it is food for thought i would say yeah do you think that Tariq looks annoyed while he was picking out a partner. I feel like he wasn't too enthusiastic about it. Like he was going through the list and he's almost like, okay, what do you want? And he's almost trudging along like he's dragging himself through this process. I don't know. That's the vibe I got. I guess I felt like maybe he should show a little bit more enthusiasm, but maybe this is also uncharted territory. Or maybe he's like, in my mind, I won Minty, but now we mm. gotta go search for another person that you know, right. that would freak with the two of us, <laughs> you know? I think Tariq is in this position where he doesn't want to be at fault for what goes wrong. At the end of the day, if things hit the fan, he can always go, this was your idea, right? So right now, she's resentful because one, he's into Thai women. And two, Minty started liking him more. So he's like, look, if we're going to do this, I don't want this to be on my hands, right? Mm-hmm. It's going to have to be you. What's yeah. your type? If you ask about my type, you know, because she was already digging into him. I know your type, Thai women. You know, and he's like, yeah. we're going to do this your way then. He's trying to wash his hands of all this, right? Look, it's going to be your type and we're going to do what you want. And that way, at the end of the day, he can be like, you know, this wasn't even my thing. I didn't even want to be a part of this. You did. Which he can't really say when it came to Minty, because I think there was that there was that attraction there. He's already texting her, you know, which I admitted was, I think, you know, that was not the right move to do. So he's in a position where he has to put the ball in Hazel's court. Right. I'm ready to move on because there's nothing else. I that was the only thing about. exciting about them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is Vinci and the open uh, relationship. Yeah. <laughs> Except for the fact that I guess production shut down, even though they look like they were being filmed. But anyway, I, I didn't want to like explore that. I was like, okay, whatever. I mean, yeah, that was a small blip. It yeah. was whatever. <laughs> I thought we can move on to part one or rather part one of two crocodile tears on last night's episode which is stephanie confessing about her entanglement with ryan's cousin (laughs) what do you think because i feel like it doesn't seem genuine it seems like she's trying to make something out of it but it's almost like fake acting so here's here's my take after watching the full scene Mm -hmm. i think she was At the moment, she wasn't feeling loved. She wasn't feeling important. So her confession wasn't a move to come clean. It was a move to try to get a reaction out of him, to make Mm -hmm. him feel something. 
yeah, whether it was anger or whatever, she just wanted to get some kind of passionate response out of it because he was so blasé. He was so nonchalant. There was nothing she was saying. It wasn't getting through to him. She Mm -hmm. couldn't put into words how she was feeling that he was just so out of it. Yeah. He kept saying, ah, you know, normally we have sex four times a night. I know. She didn't get that four times a night. (laughs) You know, right. And he's just kind of. So she needed something. That's when she chose to just, okay, let's see if this, if this will do the trick. And that's what it felt like. She brought out the big guns, you know, I fucked your cousin. And even that was like, so, and and that's what made me laugh at the end of it. Because when he was like, yeah, I already knew. Are you kidding me? You already, like, it took the wind out of her sails (laughs) in a way that she didn't expect that that was his response. Like, eh. He's dead to me and I love you and I'm not going to fuck you right now. But (laughs) she's just like, ah. (laughs) So that was my take on it. My other two cents was I already knew that he knew. Yeah, we talked about this. We talked about that. Yeah. Yeah. He probably already knows anyway, but he's got his eyes on the prize. (laughs) You know, laser focus. Yeah. (laughs) Secure the bag. (laughs) That's the only thing that I was going to say is that had he actually loved her or liked her a bit, he would have been angry. His reaction would have been of anger and disappointment, Mm -hmm. uh, betrayal. But instead, he's like, all right, I disowned my cousin and I love you. Okay. You know, water under the bridge. That was a vindictive move on her part. She called the cousin over to get some. That was a vindictive move. That was definitely a tit for tat to try to one up him because he was texting some bitch. That was what it was. <laughs> she was like, well, I only did it because you weren't showing me love and you were doing this. And I'm like, don't put it on him. <laughs> but I like to how he, how he tried to downplay his responsibility. Okay. Yeah. I was texting some bitch. But I would never do that. I would never bring it that far. Like, that's still not okay, though. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know? <sighs> like, yeah, I did that. But I would never. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> oh. Anyway, just to close this out, I think what we'll see in the next episode is him abandoning the filming of the mm. rest of their scenes. Per what we've discovered is that he pretty much stopped filming with Stephanie. Um, yeah. So he must be like, so over. I want to see how that plays out. Yeah. Yeah. I want to see how that plays out, whether he got tired of her or maybe she pushed him to leave. Cause it started to play out. Not that he was a good guy, but that she started bugging him a lot. Yeah. You know, I don't think he's innocent at all, but it came to the point where I could see where he was starting to get bothered. Like, dude, you're, you're so dramatic. You always got this drama. As much as I think he's a shitbag, she was not helping her cause by just being super naggy. And she was definitely and I don't blame her. Him. I don't blame her. For someone who's faithful, you know, 10 months is a drought. <laughs> I know. And she just wanted some intimacy. So I get it. Like, I'd be like, uh. But my thing is, I think we talked about this before. Like, you have to stop acting like a groupie. And she, mm. she's saying like, hey, you know. 
I don't need that four times a night, but you know, maybe a quick bang or something. And I'm like, girl, come on. She's you got a bag. <laughs> then he knows he's yeah. the good, good, right? And then he's like, oh, okay. So she wants my D, you know? Yeah. And that kind of like lowers your value is what I'm saying. Yeah. You know? And here's, here's another thing we didn't see. Like, was she waiting for him to initiate? So here's another thing, ladies. Are y'all initiate? When y'all want some, do y'all initiate? Or do you want it and then you wait and then when it doesn't come, you're just like, all right, well, I guess it's not happening tonight. I think when it comes down to it, it's both y'all's responsibility. You know what I mean? If you get shot down, you get shot down, but you got to shoot your shot. Did she? Or was she just like... Waiting for it, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll bitch at him in the morning if it doesn't happen. (laughs) Or did she, you know... You know, I mean, I'm sure women out there, y'all know, y'all know when you've been in that position to initiate it. Because when you really do want it, you're like, well, screw this. I'm not going to wait around. So did she wait around? Did she initiate or or we didn't get to see any of that? I don't think she did because he assumed that, oh, I just assumed you were tired. I was tired. We'll just we'll just sleep. I don't know. I was going to say, this is uh, sounding like an episode of Call Her Daddy or something. <laughs> we got to talk about the interesting stuff when it happens. And right. uh, <laughs> I think they were definitely a highlight. of the- It was a good show last night <laughs> for content. <laughs> for content. Got it. Oh, man. I don't want to say speaking of content, but... <sighs> Andrew... And catching his vitamin D's while claiming to miss Amira. That's such a yeah. move, man. Like, what are you doing? The like, douchebaggery. <laughs> yeah. Like, hey, babe, uh, you know, I'm getting some sun rays and, you know, getting my vitamin D on. But, you know, I'm thinking about you. It's like, come on, man. Yeah. Any more douchey than that. Yeah. More of that. Again, it just goes to show his insensitivity i don't think he's really in it and if he is he's just really selfish yeah and why serbia it's that's my question why of all places serbia i haven't done the homework on what it's like at serbia but to me it just feels like he's checking off a bucket list of places he wants to visit yeah, I mean, <laughs> Serbia is a place I'd like to check out. <laughs> Let's do it there. Yeah. Which is you know? weird because like you never think about Serbia as like a destination for like tourists, right? Yeah. Unless you have relatives there, but why Serbia? Are we going to aim for the moon next? Like, hey, Amira, meet me on the space station or something. Yeah, maybe but- geographically it's a closer visit for her. No, it, it, it is because <laughs> it is part of Europe. But what's that got to do with entering the U.S.? Like, why not London? I mean, I get it. Serbia was probably one of those countries that were not in um well, in forty five's um ban list of countries, right? Uh, That's do- what he made it sound like. From Serbia, it would be easier to enter the U.S. I think he made some kind of comment about that. We'll meet up in Serbia and then Serbia into the U.S.A. That was weird, though. So random. It just felt like a random destination that he picked out. Yeah. For me, I'm more surprised that it looks like Amira is leaning toward 
discovering how much of a shit bag he is but it seems also that she still loves the guy yeah and i'm like what are you fighting for yeah it's not <laughs> just point. dump she him to, she has to stand up to him like she has to just put her foot down and say enough is enough i'm staying put thanks for sponsoring the visa but pandemic is happening i can't travel i've spent a lot of money traveling i'm having PTSD from the detention in Mexico. Like, I'm not going anywhere. Just say yeah. that, Amira. Like, I mean, I'm glad that they're no longer together, I guess, but I just don't know why they're doing this dance. Yeah. Amira is telling her friend, oh, but I know he'll be crushed if I don't go. I'll think about it. And his friend's like, why do you want to torture yourself? Why do you want to repeat everything that you went through? Like, why? Yeah. Doesn't make sense. And I think it doesn't take a blind guy to know how insensitive Andrew is. Yeah. And too, like, we don't know how much emotional manipulation has occurred. All we're talking about is, you know, what we've seen from TV. But I think, too, that's the danger of people who are able to emotionally manipulate a person. When they sink their hooks in, those hooks are in pretty deep. So... She could be actually be really, really about him. And the hooks are really, really deep. And if she's sensing that he's a jerk, but she's not at that point where she can quite say, okay, I'm, I'm done with this yet. It sounds like she really wants to come to the US. <laughs> yeah, that too. Writing him, he's the ticket for her. Right? Mm. Yeah. The appeal of the US and the appeal of American men. <laughs> Of Ladies, all people. it's overrated. <laughs> oh, man. US is overrated. Yeah. <laughs> Do we really want to talk about Ziet and Rebecca? Uh, you know, I don't really have much to say about Ziet and Rebecca. We've kind of covered these points already. Like, oh, it's, it's such a big deal that they lived in the same building. They're just recycling. Yeah. Um, old material by putting different wrapping paper on it oh this time it's her friend you know (laughs) this time it's her friend gonna bring it up this time it's her friend gonna treat zayed like he's a threat or whatever you know instead of of her daughter and her daughter's boyfriend or whatever like yeah it's, it's the same thing there's really not much to say i don't think yeah i think the summary here is that americans suspicious of tunisian men yeah (laughs) I kind of get it though, because, you know, so I'll just say this. Rebecca put herself in this position. I think it, it is unfair to Zayed, but I think also for people who love her and who are looking out for her and seeing her repeat a pattern, I get that. So I do understand that for them to be like, Rebecca, you did this already. <laughs> you did this already though. So, you know, I see, I see both sides of it. Yeah. It's like watching a drug addict. Mm-hmm. Except she's addicted to, you know, <laughs> uh, North African slash Arabic men, you know. But it's a different person. <laughs> <laughs> He's a different man. <laughs> oh, man. And then she tried to fake cry too. Oh, you yeah. know what? She's the other person that kind of fake cry, you know, in their scene. You got to sell it. <laughs> yeah. I guess you got to sell it. Okay. Here's another quick one that we can talk about or that we can hopefully glaze over is... Jovi and Yara. 
again, I see both sides. I think he could have been more sensitive to her. Yeah. He was, but she's joked about it before. I know. So I'm like, he did oh. <laughs> she, she cried wolf before. So of course, he's yeah. Not and he said, her. you remember, you did it, you waited. And then later on, you told me, I'm like, yeah, but he was pushing on it pretty hard. He was like, nope. And she was like, would I lie about this? And yeah, you would, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. I want to fucking see it. Yeah. And she, what if I told you I'm not lying this time? He's like, nope. You know? <laughs> the whole time I was like, oh, but you did this, you know? Like like you said, cried wolf. Yeah. But question for you, though, Long. And again, I see both sides too, but is it demeaning and embarrassing to like follow her and see her pee? on the stick because I don't know why my boyfriend thinks that that's kind of demeaning for him to be in the same bathroom but, but I see it as oh well they're a couple they've seen a lot of each other like it shouldn't bother people why would it bother you you know yeah for me it becomes a trust thing so I get it you don't trust me because I, I'm joking but now you know you really seriously don't trust me to take a pregnancy test you but think you I'm gonna I'm going to swap it out. Yeah. yeah. Like, cause you know, in, in, in real life, IRL, that's what happens. You take a piss test and you get chaperoned because they're afraid you're going to swap out the test mm-hmm. with something else, or you're going to swap out your urine or something. So they'll stand directly behind you. So then mm-hmm. it, it becomes about the trust in the relationship. You seriously don't trust me that I'm going to piss on this. You think I'm super, I'm really trying to dupe you that mm-hmm. I would have some kind of extra positive test and I'm going to fake it. That's how much you don't trust me. You want to watch me come in here and and do this test. Like you want to see it. Yeah. So it comes down to that. And I can't really blame him if she's done this before, if she joked about it before, I wouldn't put it past her then to do that. So I'd I'd be like, I want to see it. I want to make sure you're not fucking with me. Yeah. And, you know, he apologized for it. He admitted when he was wrong. And again, this to me is like one of the most genuine couples. It's good to see that. There are times I cringe. Yeah, there are. But they're also a couple who can roll with the punches. Like he gets it when she fucks with him. And when when he's an asshole, she she rolls with it too. And then at the end of the day, they're like, look at each other. Let's do the apologies. Let's hug and we'll continue. And what really, a really cool thing that I took note when she was like, do you think you're ready? And he's like, you know, I'll I'll be ready. Are you ready? And she said, no. And that was so fucking honest that I, it it hit me, you know? And she was like, no, but we're here now. I think a lot of couples who've been in that we're pregnant like stage, they're not. And that's life. And that's so fucking real. But we're here now and we're going to manage and we're going to buy all the books and we're going to take all the classes. We're going to prepare as much as we can because neither of us are prepared for this shit. And I just really like how honest that moment was. Yeah, especially because it's unplanned, right? So Yeah, right. Yeah, I I can definitely (laughs) appreciate the honesty. So are we ready to talk about Big Mike and Natalie? Because here's the thing. If you ask me from episode one which side i'm on i'm on mike's team i would say right but now i'm like shit i'm on natalie's team because i'm on team natalie right this yeah because i feel so bad like let the woman plan the damn wedding i mm-hmm. mean 
don't lead her on. So here's the thing, right, Lon, and feel free to, you know, rebut or like uh, disagree. I think Mike wants to work on the relationship. Whereas Natalie wants to move on and plan the damn wedding. So they're not on the same page in that sense. Now, you know, having said all that, we know the outcome. Yeah. So they have worked things out, hopefully. But it's just painful to watch him drag her or lead her on, you know, and uh, letting her down because she's mm-hmm. like, but what's the budget? You know, what about the dress? Can we buy stuff? What are we going to do? Where's the ring? <laughs> so I feel so bad for her now. I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's weird because I know she's still, I think we're going to talk about it later, but she's one of the not so popular characters in 90 Day Fiance Universe. But this time around, I think she deserves a bit of slack from us. Right. I agree. She isn't very popular, and I don't think she won any support after that low-class comment from a previous episode. But, you know, if if I were in her shoes, uh, Mike is acting like he knows he has an advantage and he keeps holding it over her. Yeah. Because he knows he has something that she wants. And I think he's starting to feel like he can get away with certain things because so what? If you want to marry me, these are the things you're going to have to put up with. Mm -hmm. And I think that's fine to an extent because if you're going to be together for the rest of your lives, it's good to settle these things now. And like, this is what you're going to have to live with. But then at the same time, there are things that are unwarranted. Like when he picks on her for getting excited about doing something she wants and putting on makeup and getting dressed up. Oh, why you got to be a dick about it? Yeah. And I was just like, dude, can you chill the fuck out? And then when she gives you the cold shoulder and she's quiet, all of a sudden you act like, what? I can't figure her out. Yeah. Are you going to be today? Like you didn't know you were being a fucking dickhead to her. (laughs) You know, like, come on, man. So yeah, this episode, I really felt bad for her. Yeah. She started saying what? I can't get like dolled up or whatever. And again, she is doing this for Mike. She's trying to look pretty for him, you know, and she's, trying to lotion her hands and he's like ew icky your hands yeah. slimy that's what the f- <laughs> that's WTF. this guy dude are you yeah. serious now like come on man get the fuck out oh so, yeah you can't treat a woman like that and then expect her to be loving towards you and and then act like you didn't do anything so i i did i feel bad and and i'm, I'm siding with natalie here too again because we forget that she came here with nothing uh, aside from what she packed in her bags, which are not even unpacked yet. Yeah. You know, so she's got a lot to lose here and he doesn't. So I think it's a bit unfair for us to have these expectations of how she should be acting and some of the comments she's making. And yeah, they are off putting, but you know, for somebody who's I, I think risking a lot and has a lot to lose and isn't getting anything in return, we do have to cut her some slack. Yeah. I'm going to go on a limp and defend her on that low-class comment. Not that it's the right thing to say. Not that Mike is of a certain class. Mm-hmm. But I'm starting to understand what she's trying to get at. And again, it could be a poor choice of words, which I've mentioned before in our previous episodes. I think Mike just lacked the self-care 
bitch kind of expects from men. Like, you know, the fact that they had to go out and get a linen spray or something that would mask the musty smell in the closet kind of yeah. says a lot about Mike as a person. Yeah. And maybe it's because Mike has been living by himself for a while, but you would think that he <laughs> you know, take care of himself better, right? So I can see where she's coming from with that comment, even though I, again, I would have framed it differently. I wouldn't have questioned his IQ. I wouldn't have asked him if he had gone to museums or whatever. But he's definitely acting like he couldn't care less or he doesn't want to help himself. Like kind of attributes of someone of a certain class. But again, I wouldn't encourage anyone to start calling people you know, low class or whatever. Low but class. I can see where she's coming from is that she wants better for Mike, right? That's why she's controlling his diet. That's why she's, you know, she, uh, yeah, she can be a bit. She thinks he's a lazy slob. (laughs) Yeah, she. It doesn't that in her eyes. It's not so much about his class, his economic status. Yeah, it's more about dude. All you do is drink a lot. You you have shitty dietary habits. You know what I mean. You don't wash your clothes. You know I was coming here and you didn't fix your place up. (laughs) Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Exactly. But anyway, what uh, happened in the store? So for some reason, my broadcast, the volume cut out that for that entire scene. And then it came back on when he was like, I'm not doing this. I'm not about to get into discussion. And then it showed Natalie pouting for like 10 seconds before it faded out of the scene. Like what transpired at that? Did they start talking about marriage again? And he just yeah. got fed up. Yeah. So it's similar to that dinner that they had with Uncle Bo. Uh, many episodes ago not sure if mm. you remember that when the waiter came by and asked oh what are you doing in the u.s and she told him oh i'm this guy's fiance and yeah. then, you know and then the the whole topic about the ring came up and they went through the entire <laughs> spiel about <laughs> oh you know like <laughs> not sure when we're gonna get married so it's the same thing. I think it's staged, you know, like they film it in this store and they probably got the woman to ask, oh, you sound foreign. Where are you from? And she said, oh, I'm Ukrainian. You know, I'm here on a K-1 visa, supposed to get married. And then that's when the whole topic came up and, you know, it opened a can of worms, <laughs> at least to Mike, right? Because, you know, I mean, he's fielding all her questions from Natalie. Natalie was asking, well, what is the budget? I need to know the budget. Can we get these plates for our guests? Like, what kind of wedding are we going to get? Can we talk about the dress? Like, all valid questions for someone who's being promised that they will get married, right? Because remember, in the previous episode, when the mom was still around, they were planning the wedding, or rather they were starting to plan the wedding. They set the date. Mm -hmm. So obviously, you know, in Natalie's head, it's like, okay, it's on. Let's mm-hmm. let's do this. It's on. Let's let's plan this, right? Right. So Mike was just not having it because in Mike's mind, like I said, he's all about let's start with the fundamentals. Let's work on our relationship first. Right. And I think that's not fair because remember, she packed everything and moved to the US for you. You she has ninety days. That's not for you to work on a relationship. I always think that this 90-day period is for you to plan the wedding and legalize this relationship in the government's eyes. Right. Turn Y'all should have had that shit figured out already. Right, exactly. <laughs> and then the 90 days is to set up the rest of your lives. Like, right, exactly. So I think yeah. Mike is just going about it differently. 
I'm not saying he's wrong or right, but he's just going about it differently. And she's like, "Come on, let's get this show on the road. Let's plan this way." Mm-hmm. So obviously, like he was not having any of it and kind of left her high and dry. Yeah, yeah. do the pouty face. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Hashtag Team Natalie. <laughs> Hashtag those edibles made me smell the, <laughs> smell the wood. <laughs> smell the wood. That was a fun scene. I yeah, know. Yeah. There's a lot of memes that came out of that. Oh, I gotta check it out. <laughs> All right. Are we ready for the last couple? Dun, dun, dun. Because <laughs> you got some tea to spill. Yeah. About that Ron and Betty. Is Are those their names? Oh, yeah. my gosh. Dude, at first, I want to say Betty was like the second coming, right? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> the first being the first being Debbie, right? So <laughs> Betty's like the second coming. But then it turns out that Ron was the one that's like, no, I will not negotiate. Like, come on, yeah. Leah is your future daughter-in-law, not some like terrorist that you need to not negotiate with. Right. Like, come and on. He, he kept saying like, you need to make the decision. He is making the decision. It's yeah. just the decision you don't like. You know yeah, what I mean? Or, and he's, or he said like, you got to take control. It's like, what do you mean? Control? Like, this is about compromise, you know? Yeah. Like, but you can You're see the difference. Down. In, it's all yeah. about compromise now, you know? Like, the woman has every right as well. It's not about control. So, yeah. The truth came out, I think, this episode too. I think he called out his mom in a way. You know, and then she she crumbled, and it was like she fake cried. Just be gaining a daughter instead of losing a son, you know. <laughs> and I was like, "There you go. There's the one liner," <laughs> and that summed it up. That summed it up perfectly. That it was all about keeping him there, not necessarily about spreading his wings and doing his own thing. But the goal was to keep him on the farm and that they could keep the farm and live happily ever after on the farm. And that was the goal. That was the mission. And they were training Julia for that. Yeah. So. It's more like she should have said, I thought I would gaining a free labor and not losing <laughs> yeah. a son. Losing, <laughs> losing my free labor. I know. <laughs> I know that what's going on right now in the forums, you know, around the internet is that people are saying Brandon is being manipulative because he's throwing Julia under the bus by coming up with his own terms rather than stating what is actually her frustration with living in that farmhouse. Mm -hmm. It's not Mm -hmm. the animals. It's the fact that she's not cut out. She's not happy doing the work, right? Especially since it's being forced down her throat. And also because of the separate bedroom situation. But like, I just feel like the crux of the matter here is the fact that these parents are projecting this farm life on him, you know, even though he's not interested. Mm -hmm. You know, you can tell that Brandon is not even remotely looking forward to like inheriting the farm. And I think we know why, right, Mom? (laughs) yo we got some tea and apparently we are late to the tea y'all might have already known uh let us know uh listeners how you feel about this but apparently 
let's get one that's been floating around that I've already seen. Brandon's parents apparently are swingers. And oh. um, the people they know in real life, you know, have been online saying, oh, this caused a lot of gossip at work because they go on swingers cruises and, you know, they would leave Brandon unattended, you know, which is fine. He was in high school at the time. So it doesn't matter. A week unattended is nothing, right? You're old enough. So I don't, I don't think that was necessarily a controversial. It was more the fact that they were leaving weeks at a time to go on swinger cruises. <laughs> and when that topic came up, people started coming forward saying, oh, I, I know them in real life. And, um, you know, his mom apparently is always coming into work at a, a later shift because she takes care of the farm, obviously. But or she's also, using the farm as an excuse to come in late. To come in late, right. That's how I read but, it. Anyway. But also the farm doubles as like a doomsday hideout uh, where the family and select friends, um, you know, can come to the farm for safety awaiting doomsday. So they stock up on a bunch of stuff. She sends packages, you know, to her workplace to to hide her, her purchases from her husband. And, um, and yeah, there's their doomsday preppers. <laughs> if you guys are familiar with the term or the show, if you're not doomsday preppers believe in some apocalyptic event or some time, be it maybe when the government takes over or something, I don't know, some act of God happens, whatever have you, uh, what, what we would refer to as doomsday, where you would hide out. You would seek shelter and you would just stay there and you have food piled up, other things for survival, maybe water, some canned goods. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that's actually what the farm is, some kind of self-sustainability place where you would await the apocalypse. <laughs> so Lon, this kind of angers me because they're keeping the farm not to seek America. They're mm. keeping the farm to feed themselves. So the farm is really <laughs> like a hobby, right? That's, right? I mean, nothing wrong with owning land and turning it into a farm, but don't make people work on it if you're not planning to like... I mean, it just feels wrong that they're forcing Julia into this farm life when there's nothing good or desirable that comes out of it, except for the fact that, okay, maybe they get free milk, free chicken, free eggs, but there's nothing noble about the cause of having a farm, except since it's very self-serving. Right. But again, f for them, yeah. Once if he doesn't inherit the farm... You'll have to sell it to someone else, right? Or where are they going to go when the end of the world comes? Oh, God. <laughs> They're not going to have a place. That's the goal, right? Yeah. They thought they could hand it over to him and that, you know, when it comes... Could you imagine being stuck with your wife and your parents and people are there having orgies with your mom and dad? Ooh, oh, I couldn't! Is that what the hot tub is for? <laughs> therapy? Like code work for orgies? Oh, I don't know. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, Stop. I don't know about all that. <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, Lon, that's a lot of tea and uh, I mean, lose sleep over this. Do we have to wrap up with our WTF moment before we talk about our recent Twitter poll? WTF. 
you know, uh, it's not even so much a WTF moment, but it was definitely something that made me laugh was Natalie in the tree. <laughs> <laughs> it was love wood. <laughs> uh, yeah. And she really was all about it. She went and started sniffing it. They got really funny close-ups of it and just the excitement about it. I just thought it was a really funny part and uh, WTF in a good way. Yeah. Nothing wrong with hugging trees. <laughs> no. <laughs> but definitely something wrong with going to Serbia to enter the yeah. US. I think that's my WTF is what Andrew is suggesting Amira to do. Yeah. That's a no for me, dog. <laughs> nah, that's a no for me. I hope she dumps him. <laughs> I, I think so. I think that's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully she does on this show. Because we know she did anyway. If she <laughs> does it on the show, that would be great. Save yeah. that for the season finale. All right, Lon. So if I'm not wrong, we put out two polls on Twitter. Do you want to talk about the Discovery Plus question first before I... Right. So we polled our, our Twitter following. What are we doing with Discovery Plus, y'all? And if you guys were unaware of the, t- of the Twitter poll, let us know. You know, hit us up, obviously, on our socials. Um, that's... Uh, 90 Day Fiance, WTF. Uh, You can find us on Instagram and Twitter, uh, as well as um, on email. Let us know how you feel about Discovery Plus. Is is that a yes? Is that a no? Um, Are you interested in the content? We want to know. So I put this out um, on our Twitter. And 92% of our Twitter following do not care for it. While 8% said they bought in. So, um, yeah. And I don't know. I'm not completely sold on Discovery Plus. It looks like they're trying to put more content on it. I forgot what else is going to be on it, but I saw a commercial last night and I was like, shit, that's going to be on Discovery Plus too. So they're really throwing a bunch of, I don't know. They're really trying to get people on Discovery Plus. <laughs> and and the other one, are we moving on to the other one? Yeah. So the other poll was we asked our Instagram and Twitter followers, who are your top, I guess, is it most hated characters, Juan? Yeah, I think the way I worded it on Twitter was worst. Top three worst. Top worst characters on... Which was a very difficult list considering how many people could be on that list. (laughs) I don't know if three was enough. I think a lot of people would have been better off with a top five, I think, if they could squeeze in two more names. A lot of people actually came, uh, replied to us and said, just three? Just three. (laughs) (laughs) It's a tough list. I know. And people have really good memory too, right? Like, I yeah, just, you know, yeah. shout out to folks who obviously watch it from the beginning. You guys mm-hmm. obviously have your long list of characters that you can't stand. But Lon, why don't you guess who got voted the top three? Which top three characters have the most votes? Top three, I would say oh, Natalie. No, no, who's number one? Who's number one? Yeah. Who's the most hated person? I read the comments. I didn't commit them to memory. Mm-hmm. I would say I saw Natalie's name a lot. Hmm. Not not so much. Might have misread that. Okay. So here's the thing. Bidette <laughs> is up there. but Okay. Guess who's... I'll give you another guess. Baby girl Lisa. Yes. Ah, she got so. 14 votes. Wow. 
followed by Big Ed or someone calls actually someone calls uh Lisa Baby Girl Visa, which is an appropriate name. Lisa. So Baby Girl Visa got fourteen votes. Big Ed or someone called him Pig Ed Pig got, Ed. <laughs> got ten votes. And then tied for third, you won't believe this, it's Colty and Lita. Remember Lita? I do. Uh, I didn't think she was that bad. She, but took, apparently she rubbed people the wrong way. Yeah, because she made—I forgot his name. Eric was it? Eric's daughter to move out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Shitbag yeah. move. And she was very demanding, very bossy, very unreasonable. Yeah. She made him call the cops on her. Like that's your own daughter, your own stepdaughter. And that was that on the show. I forgot already. Yeah, I believe so. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, Shitbag. Shitbag Lita. Okay. Yeah. Lita or someone called her Lita Lucifer. Lita Lucifer. <laughs> got seven votes. And then Natalie has six. And that's not too bad. I thought I saw her name more times than that, but. Yeah. But she made the list. She made the list. And then with four votes, it's a tie again. It's Angela or someone calls her Fat Angela. And Andrew, they both have four votes. Angela should be higher on that list, y'all. Oh, well, we have, Angela does have a fan club. <laughs> she and has then, a fan club, yeah. Yeah, and then with three votes is another tie. Uh, Brandon's parents, Ron and Betty. <laughs> <laughs> Muhammad had three votes. Mm. Uh, Britney, or someone calls her Britney Braces. Cloud Chaser Britney has three votes. Right, I forgot about her. Yeah, and Anfisa Amf- has three votes too. Anfisa wasn't that bad, y'all. I know. but Anfisa wasn't that bad. She scream at Jorge, you know, get my back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. I would replace, I would replace Anfisa with Jorge. I ah. think... Because Jorge so, did lead her on. I think yes. yes. So here's the thing. I think Anfisa was holding up her end of the bargain. If we were to think that this was a transactional relationship, I'm pretty sure Jorge promised all sorts of shit and he didn't deliver. And that's not her fault for her to come to America expecting what he promised and then, you know, bitching at him for not delivering. Right. That's his fault. You know, and, and um, for the she's winning our, now, so good for her. Yeah, for the benefit of our listeners, what exactly did Jorge promise her? Was it like the typical like big house, you know, allowance? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't super Headbag. explicit, but she made some comments that she'd be like taken care of, right? Um, and all these things, and he just wasn't the baller that he made himself out to be. He didn't live up to the hype. Right. And he had opportunities to spoil her and he didn't. I think mm-hmm. like one time she was expecting something and he bought himself a car and she's like, what's this? And he's like, baby, I need to travel for work. And she's like, <laughs> you know, <I'm laughs> like this guy. Yeah. Okay. You're balling, but can you spoil her a little bit? You promised her that you were going to take care of her and stuff. And, but it's cool, though. Um, for those who don't know what she's doing now, she's actually uh, she's big on fitness. She's a fitness model. Fitness and not influencer. just a fitness model, but a fitness instructor, too. Oh, really? 
Yeah. So um, I think she has like videos of her workouts that you can purchase. Um, She goes to competitions and she wins, you know, and then obviously because she has a great body, she's fitness modeling. So she does fitness modeling too. So she's absolutely killing it right now. And I'm happy. Wow. Good. Yeah. You want to hear other honorable mentions or dishonorable mentions? (laughs) (laughs) So let's see. With two votes, Jeffrey. Jeffrey, the wife beater. Jeffrey. Of course. Yeah. What a shit bag. Fidget. Yeah. Nipple. Nipple fidget spinner. Yeah. Fidget spinner nipples. (laughs) (laughs) Fidget spinner nipples. There we go. And then let's see what else. Darcy had two votes. I know. I'll go Darcy. The queen. The queen. How dare (laughs) y'all. But that two votes came from the same person Mm. who called her fat Darcy. So. I don't know. I mean, it, maybe she's not for everyone. Okay. I mean, and that's fine. when it comes to people doing absolutely horrendous things. I don't think she's done, you she's know, not. horrendous things. I think yeah. if anything, she's been victimized a few times. Yeah. A handful of times, well, a few times, the entire yeah. time. <laughs> Why else would she be crying, folks? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. All right. So other mentions with maybe one vote. Brendan? Brendan should have more votes. Uh, well, no, Brendan. I don't see him as a, a as a bad character. He's not too bad, Brendan. He's not too bad. Really? Yeah. So Brendan, Luis, Asuelu's Luis. mother. Yeah, I know. Yes. Luis, Molly's ex. Asuelu's mother and sister. Pedro's mother and sister. <laughs> <laughs> Nicole. Uh, Jay, Mark, Stephen. Uh, Tim, as in cheese stick Tim. I don't know why someone voted for him. I mean, at best, he's a crybaby. Yeah. Uh, yeah, who can speak Spanish really well, but whatever. Um, Tanya. Uh, Tanya and Sinjin, yeah. And uh, Andre. Oh, sorry, Andre. Andre. <laughs> Andre wasn't too bad. I don't know. It's, it, it, is, it is a matter of opinion, folks. Yeah, I get it, but I... It, I, I, I can you know. see how, though, he made it to his list because sometimes... Yeah. It's too lazy, man. Like, the yeah. way, you know, finish your thoughts. Finish your thoughts. Right. Okay, yeah. I remember the first maybe three or four or maybe the first half of yeah. that season, he was a fucking asshole. Exactly. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, the way he was treating her, that was terrible. You're right. Okay, right. Yeah. But he just got one vote, so clearly still not as bad as Baby Go Visa, who won the most... Yeah. <laughs> the worst character. I think the truly awful people um got votes because they really, really stood out. They're really awful. From the yeah, from the shit bags, they separate the shittiest of the shit. You know who's <laughs> missing from this list is that no one said Debbie. No one said Debbie. No one said Debbie. I mean Colt got a, got seven votes. What about Debbie? I think for some people, when you say Colt, Debbie is part of that equation. Uh, they're a package, huh? <laughs> they're a package deal, right? <laughs> that counts as that. That's one vote for every co- vote for Colt was a uh, was a vote auto vote for Debbie as well. <laughs> <laughs> I like that thinking. Thanks for listening, WTFers. If you love the podcast, you can show your support by leaving us a five star review on Apple. It is appreciated and really helps us out. You can engage with us on email, Twitter, and Instagram at 90 Day Fiance WTF. 
We especially would like to hear what your WTF moments are each episode. We might even shout you out. Thanks for listening. Oh